Welcome to Clarity and Purpose. Our world is full of people who are overworked and overwhelmed. They lose focus on what matters, struggle to find a vision for the future, and lose time with those they love. We help businesses and their teams clearly understand their purpose and help them communicate more effectively. I'm your host, James Thorne. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Jordan. Hey, Jake. What's up, James? Hey, man. Do you like to plan? I mean, you plan. Yeah, I mean, I plan because I have to. Because I got shiny <laughs> objects in them. So that's true. So those plans just—they just keep me between <laughs> the lines. I mean, I'm the planner that has plans on plans for. I, I plan the plans. Uh, I create task lists for the task lists. <laughs> yeah, and then you have secret plans that you don't tell anybody else. That's, on top of that, that's right. You don't even know, Jake. I got plans that you know about. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, our next guest, uh, very excited to bring her on. She's actually a professional planner and runs multiple businesses, has other ventures that are very exciting, but doesn't consider herself a planner. Right? So I thought crazy? that was kind of crazy. Like, this is what you do professionally, and you don't even consider yourself a good planner. So let's just jump right in and intro the guest like we do every week. As a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur, she currently has her hands full-er, get it? With her business as a coach, owner of a mobile bar for events, building an event venue, launching an online boutique, and starting a homestead farming operation. As a former wedding planner for over six years, she has helped hundreds of couples plan their dream wedding and is now using her skills to help others find their own joy through her various companies. Join me in welcoming Katie Fuller. What's up, Katie? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Did you like that? I did. I liked the uh, Fuller reference. Yeah, you like? <laughs> I thought yeah. you liked that. We can say a shout out to Shelly on our team. She wrote that. I thought that was awesome. Love it, Shelly. Yep. Good job. So, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Good. This is your favorite thing to do. Jump on, you know, interviews, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So let's talk about you. I want to hear about all of these many, many things that you're doing. Um, so many things. Even as I was reading them, I had to keep from laughing because I was like, I'm saying so many things right now. I know. Um, tell me about the farming thing first. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So um, we bought this amazing property and originally the intent was kind of just to make sure that we could grow our own vegetables and fruits and just kind of be a little bit more self-sufficient and not so dependent on um, grocery stores and suppliers because as we've all seen from Corona, things can get a little crazy. Um, so that just made it a little bit more prevalent for us. Um, but then we have so much space. We've just decided to go full-blown homesteading and um, eventually incorporate um, farmers markets and specialty items and all kinds of fun things. So planning for it's been really exciting um, and picking out all the varieties that we want to grow and making sure that we've got all the, the timing right and all of that. It's been a beast, but it's been a lot of fun. Wow. And that's connected to a new venture because you said you got land, mm -hmm. right? So tell us about that. 
Yeah, so we just purchased um, 88 acres in Oklahoma, right on the north side of Lake Texoma. So we're just across state lines, which is great. Um, and we are going to be opening a very small boutique style um, event venue so people can host family reunions, weddings, whatever they want. Um, it's just going to be a small capacity, but we wanted to keep it that way so we could incorporate our homesteading operation and provide farm to table um, food aspects for everyone that comes in and stays with us and hosts. And have a great night um, time with their family and friends on a very unsuspecting farm. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and I've actually been out there and seen the land. It's it's pretty incredible. So I'm very excited about when that launches. I know it's in, in coming, so we don't know when the launch date is yet. But we're very excited. Um, tell me, okay, now, so tell me about Fetch Me Champagne. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Fetch Me Champagne is our mobile dry bar that we started technically in 2018, but really hit the ground running last year. Um, we use it so that we can actually help support animal shelters and rescues um, to provide them with funds or donations, whatever it is that they might need. Um, so we take a really strong portion, depending on the quarter and how things are doing, um, and just donate it back to all of our local shelters. Um, but the business itself is super fun. We've um, successfully converted three postal Jeeps um, into mobile bars that serve either champagne on tap, uh, we have margaritas on tap, we do beer, wine, pretty much you name it, we can do it. Um, so we have a lot of fun with that. Uh, we do a lot of weddings, bridal showers. It's just kind of fun and everybody just talks about it all the time. And everyone supports us because of our philanthropy op um, option on there. So we love it. It's a, a nice little side job that allows us to give back a little bit more. That's cool. And the, the Jeeps look incredible. I know that you all put all that work in yourselves to make them. It's pretty cool as far as the, the build out on them. It's pretty neat. Yeah, everything has been completely custom. Um, we're currently working on that third one that we're super excited about. We're actually going to um, create it with a completely modern and different style than the other two Jeeps that we currently have. So we're excited to get that out to the world. That's cool. And the domain for that is what? Uh, FetchMeChampagne.com. Cool. FetchMeChampagne.com. Mm -hmm. Check it out. If you've got an event coming up, which I know hasn't been a lot lately, but they're coming back. Yep. Make sure you schedule them. She's, she's already booking for next year, so. Are you looking for a framework you can just tune into and follow? Are you tired of chasing tactics and strategies that never get you to the growth as other people? Here's the thing. Frameworks are what make dreams work. It's not sexy, it's not shiny, it's just the plain old truth. Are you currently working in a successful framework? Without a clear framework, you're aimlessly wondering, trying to recreate something you didn't follow a recipe for the first time. You'll struggle to find the right steps to get you more leads and more great employees to grow with you. It's as if you're looking through shattered glass. You see glimpses of what you did well, then your vision is lost through all the cracks. All because you didn't take action to start working in proven frameworks. We know what it feels like to chase all different kinds of tactics and strategies to try to get success. It's like a fog has obstructed your vision and you don't know what to do next. That's why we use proven frameworks and step-by-step -step plans that lift the fog of confusion so you can have a clear path forward to revenue growth and audience reach. 
We want to help. So here's the plan. Step one, click the link below and sign up for the course. Two, follow the steps. And finally, grow your company and feel awesome because you finally found the formula that works. Imagine knowing exactly what your next move is. You have a system that runs for you and a team that is full of energy and excited. The people you're helping are excited and sharing their experiences with others. You are the company people want to work with. That can be you. Just click the button below and start the Quirk Growth Plan course. When you plan, mm -hmm. how does that help and affect what you're doing? Like what, as far as anything that you're doing, like how should it affect what you're doing? Oh, um, well, it should keep you on track for one. Right. Um, and uh, it just, it works as a guideline to kind of get you through the process. Um, I am pretty sporadic when it comes to my planning. So I am definitely a pen to paper planner. Um, I can scratch things out and mentally kind of walk through and re-examine the process that we're looking at. Um, so constantly being able to refresh my brain on what the end goal is and being able to kind of look at those steps along the way to make sure that we're getting there. Man, I am, uh, I am a definite electronic person. So to go to pen and paper, <laughs> pull out that uh, clipboard and paper to me is uh as a stretch, but I guess, I mean, that, I can see how it works though, because it makes you, all the other distractions go away, right? You're just going to the, to what's, what's needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I'm just not really a huge technology person. I use it because I have to, <laughs> um, but if it were up to me, I would do everything on paper. Um, I just like to see it in front of me and I feel like, um, for myself, it gives me more of that bird's eye view of being able to see everything. Um, I don't really have to switch screens or go through anything. So even when I'm planning, and this may be super time consuming, whether it's a wedding or uh, a, a wedding with Fetch Me Champagne, anything like that, I actually write out all of the details and then I put in little notes that tell me, okay, well, this is when this should be happening. This is what we could potentially plan for if something were to go wrong. Um, it just allows me to expand my brain a little bit more whenever I can actually write things down. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So do you consider yourself a good planner? <laughs> um, for other people, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I definitely can take myself out of the equation and really look at it um, from a different perspective when I'm planning for somebody else. For myself, I usually tend to come up with excuses with, uh, oh, okay, well, I can do this tomorrow. I don't necessarily have to get this done today. Or, um, oh, it's okay if things don't quite connect all the way, I'll make it work. Um, but with, say, a wedding, with planning, I make sure that every single detail is planned out and well thought out. Um, for some reason, it's a lot easier for me to plan for other people than it is for my own self. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm getting better at it, especially with all of the different things that we have going on right now. Like, Only imagine. There would just be no way for me to manage um, if I wasn't actively planning and trying to look at everything that we have going on. So I um, have about three planners right now that I kind of flip through back and forth to make sure that I am staying on top of things. Um, but yeah, I'm... 
good with other people, but definitely improving on myself. <laughs> so what type, because a lot of people say that type A's are the best planners or what, so what, what, what type are you? Um, I used to think I was type A, but then I started hanging out with type A people <laughs> and quickly realized I am nothing like them. And I am definitely a firm believer that I am type B. Nice. Um, yeah, so it creates its own challenges because obviously I don't really run my life on the standard like tight ship that most type A people do, but I do really love having a good solid plan, which is not usually a quality that type B people have. Like, for instance, my husband, bless his heart, he is definitely type B. He doesn't <laughs> plan for anything, and uh, so... We, we have some conflicts that come up whenever we don't have a well-thought-out plan, but um, it, just, it just shows you that even though you're a type B, you can always plan for something. And that's really what I've done, and I've yeah. learned how to really critique it to like the way my mindset works. And I am completely sporadic and all over the place. So I've found the planning technique that works for somebody whose brain is going 24-7 and 50 different directions. I know we've talked about Enneagram. Um, mm -hmm. We both got into Enneagram. So what's your number? Um, I'm still up for debate, but <laughs> I am feeling pretty confident that I am a seven. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, so... Like now ex explain what a seven is to the people that are, are not familiar. Sure, so a seven is kind of the adventurer that doesn't really like to um, necessarily express emotions and they kind of just jump through to the next thing, one thing after another. Uh, they start a project and move on to the next one before finishing the first one and then so on and so forth, um, which is definitely my personality, probably why we have four or five different businesses going on all at once. Um, keeps it exciting, keeps it hectic, um, but there's never a dull moment, and I think that's why I like it so much. Um, what would you say then is, like, what have you had to put in place knowing, like, Enneagram 7, Type B personality, like, I know you mentioned some things already, but, like, going more depth, like, what have you put in place to help yourself stay that way? Um, well, I have one of those really big um, whiteout calendars that you can literally mark and scratch and do whatever it is that you want to do. So that's number one. Um, one thing that I've always been really good at is keeping track of important dates, like weddings and holidays. And I'm kind of like this working calendar, so to speak. And um, so that really helps me visualize how the entire year is looking. So then I can go and kind of calculate what needs to happen each month. And then also, of course, I have my planners that I literally will just go in. And I used to be that person that would only write in pencil because then you can go in and erase things. But now I like to really have that trail. So I write it in pen. If something changes, I have to scratch it out as much as I hate it. And I have to move it. And I just have to see how the ebb and flow goes with planning and take each day as it comes without the expectations and um, just knowing that you need to put all of that pressure on you to make sure that something gets finished in a day when in reality it could go to the next day or maybe two days later. Like it, it, 
gives you the flexibility to make sure that you're not holding yourself so accountable and so stringent that it stresses you out. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely see her as an adventurous person. Like, guys, we got to go to her wedding, and that was not just down the street. Like, we went uh, to Montana, and we, where was it again? It was called the... Glacier National Park. Glacier, yeah, well, yes, the Glacier National Park. But what was oh. the, sorry, I meant to say that, but the place was the location White, of the... Whitefish, Montana. That's right, Whitefish. That's right. That's what I was trying to, yes. Glacier National Park was incredible. Oh, my gosh. That was her wedding, right? So that gives you a picture. Um, and she's done some really cool ones, too, in different places as far as being your planning event. Um, yeah. But you also love to travel because your, your goal is to hit up all the national parks yes. in general, right? Yes. Mm-hmm, 100%. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so with all these things going on in your life, right, you've had to, do you think it's been more forced to become this way, good at planning, or is it because you had a, a career in it that you've decided that you've embraced that with yourself, or because you're so creative and adventurous that, you, again, you've had to force because you're doing so many different things? Like, what do you think has led to this point being a planner yourself? Um... I think it's definitely the direction that my life took getting me into wedding planning in the first place. Um, prior to 2010, uh, you would have never seen me with a planner. I buy one every single year. I would <laughs> important birthdays because I was a gifter. And that was pretty much all that would ever make it into the planner. Um, I just never wanted to feel like I was being tied down. Yeah. Uh, also a seven quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it really, even with like work schedules and all of that, it just kind of came and went and I kept it in my brain. And then when I started planning weddings, it turned into, oh my goodness, I have so many de details that I need to manage. And I, A, can't keep it all in my brain and B, can't really handle the um, factor of disappointment. So anything that could potentially disappoint my bride puts so much anxiety on me that I have to overperform and make sure that um, I've accounted for everything. And if I haven't, then I'm failing. So that quickly forced me into a planning mindset, which has then um, obviously spilled over into my life and I'm trying to get that all on track to where I feel a little bit more in control of everything um, while still remaining somewhat of a free spirit and being able to just roll with the punches. That's awesome. So are there any other practical things that you could share that you've learned in your process for planning or people could take away with? Hmm. Um, well, so since I'm a seven, I'm just going to blame it on that. Um, <laughs> Constantly just going back there. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working through it. I'm making sure that I'm trying to hold myself more accountable. Uh, um, I have a hard time with processes. I kind of find one thing that works, and then I'll pivot to see if there's something that could work a little bit better. Um, and between going all of those different things, I haven't really nailed down something specific other than really just being a flexible for when plans go wrong and be just really trying to accommodate and think of things that are a little bit outside of the box. Um, whether you're making an A plan and a B plan or 
you're just trying to go on vacation and you want to have a rain plan if your entire vacation is supposed to be outside. It's just little things like that. Um, just thinking about the whole picture and the experience that you're wanting to create um, is really an important factor for me and in all of my planning from literally everything. It's always about the experience that we want to create and being able to look at that and kind of work your way backwards um, to create those same goal settings that you would do if it was a New Year's resolution and you were trying to lose 20 pounds. Um, so it's just coming up with those practical little things that you can just relate to. I'm not a big checkbox person. Um, I like doing it, but it's not something that I hold myself to. Um, but I still create it so that I know how I can reference back to it. So even if you're a seven type B personality where list making and checking boxes isn't your motivational trigger, so to speak, um, it's still something that you can reference and refer back to. So that's probably my biggest takeaway at this point. Yeah. So. No, that's cool. cool. No, that's great. So. You did mention a second ago. I want to tap into it, see if you if you want to or not. But it, when you when you talked about looking at the bigger picture first, right? There's a big goal, which I think is great because that's the whole reason you're doing whatever this plan is, right? Yeah. So you talked about backtracking, mm -hmm. right? Is there anything like is there anything that you can share that you do when you look at the end goal first and then kind of backtrack to where you are today? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I guess we could look at the venue as far as that goes. Okay. Um, we started with this big picture that um, we wanted to have this amazing venue where we were going to be able to hold hundreds of people and it was just going to be the most fabulous thing in the entire world. And um, from there, you kind of go backwards and we had to figure out exactly how much land we wanted, what the square footage was. Um, we've gone through all of the design process, um, figuring out the difference between raw land and land that's been developed and just literally everything list after list after list after list and um each list then spans an even more list that breaks <laughs> off of it so it literally looks like a family tree at that point with lists and goals and everything that's been branched off of it um and then you get to the starting point and realize okay shoot I missed something. So then you have to go back to the beginning of the process, and um, which is something that we've had to do quite a few times at this point, which has brought us to our small venue that we are now going to incorporate our homestead farming on and just breaking down all of those pieces and kind of working back to the part of where we wanted our business to be in the first place and the experience around what we want to create out there. So once we figured out the experience portion and what really our end goal to the end goal would be, we were able to really backtrack and figure out all of the steps necessary. And now we are finally there and we're working through all of our baby steps. <laughs> well, um, what I love about that specifically, because you're giving a real example of something's happening today, like you're... You're not sharing an experience from like a couple of years ago. This is happening right now. Right. Um, <laughs> like you shared with me earlier, some of those struggles and things you're dealing with and timelines and stuff that you can't control, right? Yeah. Which we'll talk about that in a second. But you're, you're sharing how like 
there's still the end goal is going to be like there's still that end goal like you're regardless if the numbers change on how big of the venue is or how much square footage or whatever whatever changes um the end result is still to have an incredible location for people to come celebrate bring and create good memories and like that's that's the end picture right mm-hmm. which i which i think is awesome so i know that people out there are big dreamers and you're got these plans and things in place it's like great it may not go like you want it to, but your dream can still be accomplished. It may just look a little different than you yeah. thought it would. Um, so, okay, now, so let's talk about that because we've touched on it several times now. So when things don't go as planned, mm-hmm. what do you do or what have you learned? Um, I go cry in the corner for a second. <laughs> um, just for a second. Just for a second. Yeah. <laughs> just enough to say I want to wallow and then I have to get back up and start planning again. Um, yeah, it's been really challenging with all of the things that could potentially go wrong. And, um, the easy standpoint, honestly, which was funny because six years ago, I would have said, this is a disaster. I hate planning for plan B. Um, I would always have to come up with a rain plan for weddings. And it's one of those things that you don't want to have to work through. You don't want to have to think about it because obviously nobody wants rain on their wedding day. Um, But then I learned that you needed to put a positive spin on it. As the tales say, it's good luck if it rains on your wedding day. And um, sometimes it's it's okay just to, to push through. And I've had multiple weddings that we didn't have a plan B. It was like the bride only wanted to be outside. That was the only option. It was hell or high water. And that and high water. Up. That's good. Yeah, high water. <laughs> we had a wedding in Pensacola, Florida, and it was beautiful in the morning. And then two hours before the wedding, it just downpoured. To the point where we weren't going to be able to have the DJ out there. And the venue kept saying, hey, we really need to make this call. I was like, no, we're going to push through. It looks like the rain is going to to dissipate by the time the actual ceremony starts. And um, we were 15 minutes late to the ceremony, which luckily it was a destination wedding. Right. Everybody kind of expects it to be a little off timing, which worked to our advantage. And um, it... It ended up being beautiful. The rain went away. The clouds opened up. She has some of the coolest backdrop pictures from the clouds just rolling in. And it's just, it's amazing. And it really, like, turned your view around on rain. And I actually started to embrace it and love it because it created such a beautiful backdrop and something that was completely unique to the couples that actually had the rain on their wedding day because it didn't look like every other wedding that was shot out there because they didn't have the perfectly blue skies. They had these moody gray clouds that would just come in and create um, a special arrangement. And it just, it would blow everybody away. And then um, with planning for life, you just think about it the same way. Like you just, with us, with our property, we had to come around and pick a new budget and do something different and um, really go through and analyze what was important to us and be able to make it what it is with what we've got. And it's not always easy, but it's there. Yeah. You just have to look for it. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think what I love is the metaphor there that you could pull from 
the gray clouds and dark skies of, you know, life when things don't happen as planned. And what relates very much to today, so if you're watching this in the future, COVID, if you haven't heard, Corona Rona, um, something we'll be talking about with our grandkids in the future, you know, um, it has literally stopped so many plants that were in place. And hundreds of thousands of plans that have been on the books have been just cut off or changed or altered. Um, but I think the cool metaphor of this is like, yeah, it, you can look at it like it's a storm or, a, you know, dark clouds or whatever, but what about it being unique in a way that you can make it your own and turn it into something else or, you know, it's still beautiful because it's yours or, you know, a lot of weddings, like, that's what I'm thinking of as weddings right now particularly, but um, there's a lot of other events too that have been canceled, but they've been unique ways of doing it and still making it happen because it's still this big moment, right? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah, I love that. Um, sorry, were you going to share more on that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I love how to the point you are. You're like, nope, no, that's it. I'm done with that one. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, are there any other strategies you put in place? Because I know, especially in the wedding planning world for, what, six, seven years, you're doing that. Um, and now you've got all these other ventures, like no venture ever goes as planned. I mean, let's be honest, never. I mean, I have stretched myself so much just in our one business we've been trying to get going. But um, are there any other strategies put in place knowing that that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, who's put into place? Um, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, um, just because I really try and look at everything that could potentially go wrong um, and figuring out, okay, well, how do we pivot? How do we move this to the next stage? Um, that's really my go-to is just seeing, okay, this plan is not going accordingly. How do we pivot to make sure that we get to the plan that we want to? Whether that's, as silly as this sounds, building a chicken coop which is what we're about to do this weekend and realizing that I didn't account for the roof line and um, rain gutters and just seeing what you've got. And as silly as that metaphor is, it, it still plays into factor. Like we have to figure out how to game plan because when we are out in the middle of nowhere and we don't have the supplies that we need, we have to make it work. And it's a matter of just, moving in a direction to where you can make what you have work best for you and having the mindset of, okay, it is what it is. It may not be ideal, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work through it and we are going to find a way to make this what we want it to be. So no, that's good. Having that mindset of flexibility and being able to pivot is really what I feel like is key when things go wrong and I think that's really strong because I don't know if y'all have heard of the strength finders, but my bottom strength of the entire strength finders is adaptability, but my number one is responsibility. So I would consider myself a good planner and got the details in place. But the problem is when they don't go as planned, I'm not as adaptable to make those adjustments. So I think that's what's cool and key about even your personality. Like it's like go with the flow, but it's more of your mindset and pivot, I think is a very strong word right now that we're using in this 
whole world of shutdown and pivoting, trying to figure out how to do business, pivoting how to do life, you know, at home or whatever. And I've got this airplane outside. I don't know if you can hear it. So I'm pivoting right now. I'm trying to figure out what the airplane, but um, basically what I love about that is like, yes, pivoting and it's just change your mindset to be like, I'm going to have to just roll with it, figure it out and do what I can. Right. Um, and I think that's any key thing someone would probably mention as a planner or someone that does this a lot or runs into all these issues and things that never work out as you planned. Um, but what, uh, would you say that everyone can be a good planner? Absolutely. I think so. It just, it takes practicality for one and, um, really just being able to sit down and, and work through what it is that you're trying to plan. Um, everybody's going to have a different planning technique. Everyone's going to do something differently. There's no perfect way to plan. And I can attest to that because I can't tell you how many times I felt like I've failed as a planner because the way I do it is not pretty. I don't have the, the pretty spreadsheets and all of the little planning guides for everyone that a lot of other well-known planners do. And they do it so well. And it's held me back mentally before. But at the same time, I attract other brides that have more of a free spirit personality or they're not quite as type A and they know that they need somebody else who can kind of like work with the way that they work. And I've slowly learned over time that my planning style works specifically for me. And as long as I'm meeting my goals at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your planning style looks like. You just have to find what really works for you and the way that you operate. And unfortunately, we're all all over the place. Let's be honest. <laughs> hey, you and I, we don't, we don't work the same way. But Not at all. That's okay. We yeah. still get everything that we need to get done, done. And right. we're happy. We feel fulfilled. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what matters. Not that you have this perfect planner that looks beautiful with drawings and everything else in it. Like, if your chicken scratch is how you make your planners work, then great. Use your chicken scratch. Whatever works for you. <laughs> that's awesome. You heard it first here. Use your chicken scratch. <laughs> <laughs> What's awesome about this, and this is cool too, because we had a theme last week with Drew, who was on, where it was more of like getting your ideas out into the world, like just doing it and putting it out there. And there's a lot of fear when you do that because of what people might think. Mm -hmm. But this is a stopgap too, because you won't do something or do it fully because you're afraid it will fail with the plan that you have in place, mm -hmm. or that it, when something does happen, you don't, you won't know what to do, um, mm -hmm. which does happen. Um, but I think the whole idea is that, which I love about what you're sharing is it doesn't matter. It's might as well expect it to happen, roll with it. And however you get there, get there and anyone can do it. Like, yeah. you know, looking even our personalities and how, you know, you're juggling all these different things and you probably feel yourself that you're all over the place, mm -hmm. but you're still got all these things running and yeah. it's happening. And I can't wait to hear about the venue and all those other things that are happening. It's like in the midst of. Yeah, let's just do an online boutique and let's just do, you know, like, let's go ahead and build a chicken coop. Like, that's fun. You know, like, mm -hmm. I would never do that, but <laughs> that is you. And I love that. So, um, 
so yeah, any, I mean, anything else that you'd like to touch on or share in planning? Because I, I thought that was really awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, okay. My whole thing would be like, if you feel like you're being held back by planning, if you are a type B personality, don't be. Just start writing some things down and see where it takes you and you'll find your groove and you'll get going and maybe you'll end up like me and you'll have 15 different projects going on and eventually they'll get to their completion date. Like, let's be honest, I'm seven. I'm bad at completing things, but <laughs> it always gets done eventually. So it, just figure out what it is that makes you happy at the end of the day and you'll find your planning style. You will. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. No, I love that. And I, I love that you were able to kind of get real and just be like, you know what? Here's all of my things that we're trying, you know, my ball of wax or ball of spaghetti, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's all jumbled together. And you're like, okay, but we're still doing it. And yes, we're hitting roadblocks. And yes, it's not what we thought it would be. And yes, I go cry in the corner. But we still move forward because it's what you love to do. And you're doing it, right? Yep. Yep. Even failing can make you happy. That's <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because you got to be focused on the outcome, the, the end yeah. goal. End goal. Yeah. That is exactly. awesome. Well, guys, it has been awesome. Um, I know there hasn't been a lot of comments on here, which is fine. A lot of people like to catch it later on YouTube. So if you do catch it later, make sure you go check out. Just make sure I can switch over here. Check out fetchmechampagne.com. Check out their website. Look at the beautiful trucks on there. They're incredible. The Jeeps, sorry, not trucks. They're Jeeps. Let me say it right. Um, but definitely book one for your next event. They're incredible. And check out Tate and Zoe right now because you can go order something for a friend, yourself. Um, and what's really cool about it is you can schedule. That was the coolest thing. Schedule birthdays and anniversaries on there from the site and they'll remind you so that you don't forget, which is awesome. So go check those two sites out and definitely follow uh, Katie Fuller. Find her online. Uh, check out her sites because she's got a lot going on. Uh, let's close it out. Katie, you ready to dance it out? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm starting early. There we go. That's it. That's it. You got it. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes is actually that I think it's Vince Lombardi and he says, make a plan, then throw it out the window. Yes. Because man, plans break. They're not, they're not the end all be all right. Oh man, especially this year too, right? Like we've had all sorts of plans and we've had to change almost all of them. That's right. That's right. So I found it really encouraging that someone who plans so amazing, who says she's not a planner, likes it when plans break. So that's yes. just like my head was spinning, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> I think it's just a good way to think in general, knowing that things are always going to happen. You know, I was having a conversation today with someone about sales tax and it's like, Oh man, I've been doing this wrong for a while, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's just like something always happens. Right. And, uh, you just got to adjust. That's right. And, and you always have to have a plan unless you have a framework. Oh, framework, make the dream work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hey, that's another plug. Go check out the growth plan, quirk growth plan course, um, download. You'll get the link in the show notes. Um, but for those of you that are on YouTube, hit the ring and bell so that you know when these things are coming out. Thank you guys so much for joining us every week. We don't take it lightly. 
But we believe when business leaders align their team with their message, they become unstoppable.